need a medical marijuana recommendation like I did, do what I did. CanacareDocs.com. Compassionate, compliant, and confidential. Go where I went, Mike Can, to get my medical recommendation in Massachusetts. CanacareDocs.com. If you're suffering like I am from back pain, or maybe you have MS, post-traumatic stress, seizures, AIDS, cancer, glaucoma. If you're suffering from pain like I am daily, call CanacareDocs.com. It's a much safer way to go. No opiates. You want medical legal cannabis? CanacareDocs.com. Convenient. Nine Massachusetts locations. Peabody, Quincy, Waltham, Brockton, Stoughton, South Dennis, Cape Cod, Fall River, and Worcester. Also, I forgot, Seekonk. Also in the states of Delaware, Connecticut, Rhode Island, Maine, and coming soon to New Hampshire and New York. It's CanacareDocs.com. Get your medical recommendation. Get legal. CanacareDocs.com. Oh, we're live with the Young Jerks on WEMF Radio. That was uh, Mr. Jones by the Counting Crows. That's for uh, Ryan Spaulding in the Outlaw Roadshow, because I know he's a big Counting Crows fan. I think he's friends with Adam from the Counting Crows, and I figured I heard that coming into the station. I wanted to hear it on the show today. That's pretty exciting that he's friends with one of them. Yeah, that's a good jumping off point. I want to. It's a good place to give him a hard time, especially knowing he's not here today. So you're just going to make him listen to you, give him a hard time without him being able to well, give it back I, to you? That's exactly, it's, <laughs> that I'm mirroring. This is what fair. I do, mirror. I just listened to his show. I got here early today, really early. There was no one around. Herbie wasn't even around. There was no one to smoke with. There was no one to drink with. And I'm sitting here alone in a studio listening to him talk about drinking, and he's not even here. And it was like I wanted to have a drink with that, like, so I'm like, I'm definitely playing Counting Crows. I'm definitely getting beeped on my show and not turning off my phone today. I'm, I'm just, uh, you know, the other thing too is he knows Adam from Counting Crows and he hasn't like, and like, why hasn't that happened on this show? Why hasn't he had gotten Adam on our show yeah, to talk politics, to talk about weed, to to be on the show? He could be on the show for an hour and a half. I'd have him, him and Adam, for the whole hour and a half, and never that would has that ever even crossed his mind. I bet it's crossing his mind now. <laughs> we don't have to be always enemies, Game of Thrones stuff. Let's actually do something here. I like I like Mr. Jones, don't you? Yeah, I like their music. Yeah, I do too. 20 years, Counting Crows, I believe. I think that 20 years, I, that song's not a new song anymore. Nah. 20 years. So uh, we decided to play that and come in right through it. Because uh, Ryan's not here. Nope. No, but we are. My name, um, blah, blah, blah. My name is Mike Crawford. <laughs> and I'm Brianna Morrell. And we're the host. Yes. We're like silky smooth like NPR. Yes. NPR. <laughs> NPR. <laughs> Not. Going to talk about weed gardens. Well, we might talk about some weed gardens. To, that's a big, that's one of my top three stories I'm working on. Oh, yeah? I got like five of them, but you know. Three, You've been working three, on story after story lately. Well, you know how you you got a funnel of stories, right? And I always know like the ones that are definitely coming out. And that's one mm-hmm. of them. It's about the weed gardens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Weed gardens in Massachusetts. Yeah. 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 
how the DPH is killing people. And tearing them down. Yeah, you, you might have an inkling. I mean, there was one person we've talked about that made huge national news. It, I think it helps the Question 4 campaign enormously uh, when the Boston Herald is now posting great positive stories for our movement when a grandma gets busted with, you know, they come in on a helicopter and take one plant away. And Next then another one has five plants taken away, and another one has like seven, and this is going over and over and over again. In Massachusetts. Where it's legal for medical purposes. Right? Supposed to be until they, until they put all these ridiculous regulations on us. It's pretty impossible, too, as a patient sometimes, too. You know, sometimes it's just not feasible. Like in this grandmother's instance, she thought she was able to just grow her plant. One plant. Come her on. Her single plant. To Why aren't there, there an exemption her on that? and whatnot. Yeah. Come on. Uh, you to bring we, a helicopter in. Yeah. It's probably a good thing she wasn't there, either. And, you know, the patients that they stroke. could be traumatizing. Exactly. Yeah. It's, like, seriously traumatizing for patients to have to face that kind of treatment. 617-500-7100 is the phone number. We're the young jerks. We've got uh, two candidates for office here as well. Yes. Uh, we'll be introducing them uh, momentarily. You can uh, call in with uh, any questions you might have for them. One of them just had a big debate. We'll talk about that as well. Maybe play a clip from that. Um, but I, I also wanted to uh, do something that we normally don't really do on the show as, as much. Usually uh, we're in the local politics, local races, things that we can have a a greater and positive, I think, effect on. Uh, I think we've been proven to actually, you know, people care about our endorsements locally now. Some people, and one of them won recently, which mm -hmm. is huge, uh, Mike Conley, uh, I might add. And uh, we expect to have more uh, of that on the show and, you know, here at WEMF Radio, definitely. Um, but nationally, what's going on right now? Because it's just, you can't avoid it. I don't think anybody, I mean, you go onto Facebook and that's all that you're looking at. <laughs> Trump versus Clinton. We're yeah. two weeks out. I mean, this is, we know question four. I mean, that's the other thing, obviously, we're going to be probably talking about more about today, but uh, in, in Massachusetts to like, you know, re regulate marijuana. Uh, that obviously is a big issue. There's other questions as well. There's other races, but it's uh, this Clinton-Trump that is just uh, taking over everything. Yeah, and I mean, I've noticed you've been sharing some things on the page lately if people like us on Facebook and see the post. You know, usually even there we stick to local things, and lately I've been sharing a few things about Hillary. And about Hillary, too, right? Yeah. Because uh, I, I see people just, uh, okay, Trump is, uh, Trump is a sexist, racist piece of crap. Uh, Trump University scam. Uh, you could name it one thing after the other on we all I mean a lot of people agree on that at this point but then they're like Hillary is the best she saved babies and <laughs> she's a saint no she's corrupt in totally other different ways but she is totally corrupt to the you know and it's funny because like I got friends like Mark McGovern who uh, on my Facebook is uh, a city councilor who's come on the show. I love him. Nice guy, Democrat. And he's like, you're crazy. Why do you call it out, Hillary? And people just don't want to see it on Hillary. Well, I think because we're hoping for the lesser of two evils, a lot of people see it that way. They're only looking at um, Hillary and Trump. That's it. They're well, not in Massachusetts, you, you, you're wasting your vote because it's already been decided uh, Hillary's going to win in mass, and you get all the electoral votes. So... What difference does it make for the electoral collage? The only vote that matters is if you vote third party in Massachusetts, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. So I'd be looking at Stein and Johnson. I mean, 
that's that's the logical choice. That's the only way you vo- voice actually you vote actually makes a difference is if you vote for one of those third parties because if they get a certain amount of votes, then they get party access. They get all these these uh, you know bipartisan uh, rights uh, you know given to them. They they can now get on ballots much more easily. They get uh, financing. They get all kinds of things that the Democrats and Republicans automatically get. I would hope that in Massachusetts that that's going to happen this fall. I think a lot of people are really disgruntled with Hillary. Vote for Stein yeah. or Johnson or Vermin Supreme or blank the ballot. You know, if you don't like them, don't vote for it. I, I cannot in good conscience vote for Hillary Clinton. I mean, I, I see Donald Trump on the abortion stuff, and I just it makes me, you know, sick that he talks about locking people up and it just, you know, disgusting. It, it you know, makes me think, oh, maybe I should vote for Hillary. But no, you know, it's just... The corruption is my number one issue, and uh, the you know you can look at the uh, WikiLeaks and the uh, D, you know the, the, what's the DNC has done. Uh, the fact that two officials have resigned this week, Bob Creamer, uh, one of them resigned, one of them got fired. Uh, but those videos, I know that uh, you know the guy who put them out, James O'Keefe, is 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 shady, and 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 he's you know my friend Chris Ferrone put a book out, uh, I Kill Breitbart, about the shadiness of James O'Keefe. But his videos show something. And if they didn't, two people wouldn't be out of a job. One of them married to a U.S. congresswoman, a Democratic U.S. congresswoman, Bob, this guy, Bob Creamer. They were, they were doing election fraud. I mean, what I saw in that video, I, it, it looks like election fraud to me. It looks like they were going around canvassing and saying, hey, if the person's dead or they've just moved, we could send someone in to vote for them. Now, can you explain to people who may have not seen it now in the video, basically, it's people... These two guys uh, basically look like they were scheming for someone else. You know, they thought... It looks like they thought someone had a bunch of money to to fund their election fraud mm-hmm. scheme. And they were talking about how they could do it and how it would work. And it, it, that's what it looks like. It looks like, you know, if you look at the, the real world, if it was me, uh, I think I'd have RICO charges against me. But because of them, it's them, and they're friends with Hillary... Nothing happens. And sometimes things do happen to people close to Hillary. If you look, uh, a lot of people have actually gone to jail for a lot of these things, but never Hillary, never Bill. Um, I, I, you could go, I mean, you, you look back at 2008 even with the uh, fundraising scandals, uh, look into the share fundraiser when she performed for the Clinton. Uh, you can look at the Clinton. I mean, there's so much stuff going back before they were even uh, in office uh, nationally when they were even governor. But uh, just the Clinton Foundation, look into that too. I mean, people will say, oh, they're so great. They've given so much money. But uh, there's a lot of truth to that. Who's more of an insider? There's never been more of an insider candidate than Hillary Clinton. Well, she's a serious career politician. Um, You look at her every step of the way and her involvement and how closely it's been into the political field um, from the start, even what she, what people like to herald her for, what she did when she was Bush younger and, Clinton, and whatnot. Bush and Clinton, uh, two of a kind. That's, I mean, that's, you, you look into them, uh, they are family. We, uh, maybe we should play that today. We are family. That's what the, that's what Hillary says, you know, it's, it's hilarious what goes on too, because now, uh, the people who are on the left, who are, you know, progressive and liberal, um, that were all supporting WikiLeaks are now against WikiLeaks and saying WikiLeaks is working with the Russians because now they're exposing Hillary Clinton. (laughs) 
Well, as soon as people start talking about the Russians, the amount of fear that just gets instilled yeah. into... I don't think the Russians are behind it, people. too, because the guy from WikiLeaks indicated it was people that were uh, part of the U.S. establishment, people that were uh, you know, possibly with the NSA or the DNC, who were disgruntled, who, who were sick and tired of watching the corruption go on, and this was their way of blowing the whistle. They have a conscience. This is what happens. This is usually what happens. This is an insider. I think that's far more likely. Me than too. Some kind of Russian involvement. Me too. And now uh, the WikiLeaks, the the uh, head guy down down in, you know the uh, he's in what is he in London? He's in England at the Ecuadorian embassy. Uh, Julian Assange. They cut his internet because John Kerry threatened it would ruin it could ruin the negotiation with the FARC. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they cut his internet, and, and like it's gone crazy on the internet because he put this uh, thing on Twitter, and people are calling it the dead man's, uh, the dead man something. The de I don't even know, but the, they were basically saying the dead man switch that this was the you know he he, had, he was going to reveal all this treasure trove of information because they had killed him, and so now people don't even know if this guy's alive, if he's been black bagged, what's going on with WikiLeaks? That's crazy. I mean, I think it's chilling. I, I, I think WikiLeaks is, is journalism. I think that uh, this is what we have. We need transparency. How can they talk about transparency when they want to throw this guy in jail? Well, I mean, either candidate, you look at them, half of what they're saying is lies. Even Clinton, people don't like to admit to that, that a lot of what she is saying is pure fabrication. Yeah, she has her, it, we, it was also revealed through the uh, the banking transcript, she has her uh, public stance and her private stance. So I, you, you you get her public stance, which is a lie, and then she tells the private banks what her real stance is. Now, was that the one where they did like the quick conversation yeah. with her? Where with she marijuana, she was against legalization. And they used like diff over under, right? Yep. It was the language that they yep. used. Yeah. Yep. She's totally against legalization, told the bankers that, the money corporate Hillary you know you can call it corrupt Hillary but you just might as well call it corporate Hillary that's who she really works for but you know I, I say have a conscience vote for Jill Stein vote for Gary Johnson that's where I'm at what do you think Bray I think you have to stick with your guns when it comes to the election especially in Massachusetts I mean if you want to say oh I'm in Florida I'm in Ohio I'm in Pennsylvania okay okay you do what you I'm not telling you how to vote but I'm telling you I'm advising in Massachusetts if Hillary loses mass, she lost every state. What difference does it make anyways? Like, you know, she should win Massachusetts by a million votes like every Democrat has done. I think basically as long as I've been alive for president, Democrats always win mass and they always win big. I think, uh, you know, even when it's been routes, they've still won. So 617-500-7100. Maybe Reagan won here. I don't know. He might have been the last Republican to win here. I'd like to know if there's any... People that, you know, are, are quick on the internet and want to look it up, you can let us know. Pretty sure. Yeah, we, I guess, think so. Maybe they'll know. 617-500-7100 is the phone number. Uh, what else do we want to talk about today? Uh, we want to talk to our guests. Yeah, we do, don't we? <laughs> it's loud in here today, not just us. I Not know. just me. I'm just, I'm hearing, I'm wondering if they're getting any of that. Yeah, I'm almost wondering, maybe drums. Herbie, you should shut that door. Maybe that will help you in the back. I don't know. No, it doesn't make a difference. See, what? I know the listeners probably can't hear it, too, and that's the funny thing. is uh, We should explain, you know, we're at WEMF Radio. It's an awesome station. The, the studio is amazing. 
it's like you know we have our green room we have a studio room we have we got bands in here and it's just an, you know we're in cambridge this is an amazing place to be and uh it's also a rehearsal uh recording and also practice spaces for like tons of boston musicians and so sometimes when we come in it just uh right below us is the drums the noise and it doesn't you think it works but uh these the, whoever's drumming today is loud he's a real they are heavy he is drums. pounding those freaking things i don't think i'd want to see his band <laughs> Definitely bring some earplugs. I kind of like the drummers who are like they're pros. They're just kind of like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Not too loud. This kid's like twenty or something, and he needs to pound those things. It's really excited. <laughs> so uh, we're the Young Jerks uh, here every Saturday at six p.m. at WEMF Radio, and Herb is behind the board, making magic happen. Yeah. Hey guys. Yeah. Have we given you a hard time yet? Not really. Only about the phone call thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, Herb, uh, I got here wicked early. I was looking for somebody to hang out with. I was offering even party favors. <laughs> yeah, he did. For, oh, for friends to come. <laughs> and Herb was no He didn't answer my text for like 30 minutes. I didn't know if he was going to be here. The studio was locked. No one was here. And I'm like, oh, he's getting me back for the Freedom Rally snub. <laughs> nah, man. Honest mistake. That's, oh. what, that's what I'm leaving it. <laughs> Look how straight he is about it. He's very confident about that. He's giving me the... I don't know. Is it? What do you think, Bree? I He was pretty upset about the Freedom Rally. I know. I was. I was really upset. How long? Do you get over uh, things quick? Or I did. Get, I did get over it, though, man. You do get over it? Yeah, yeah. I did get over it. All right. How? How did you get over it? We talked about it. Okay. Is that all it takes with you? <laughs> that's all it takes. Okay. That's pretty easy. I just don't want to hear about it more. And you don't. You're good about that. I haven't heard about it since until Brie brought it up. Well, when I brought it up. Uh, why are you blaming this on me now? I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> Dragging me under. Oh, I'm glad you brought it we, I'm glad you backed it. We got to find out. Right? <laughs> we, we have a little show drama sometimes. Sometimes I manufacture it, I think. Right? Is that what happens? I definitely think you like to like poke the bear, <laughs> so to say. Sometimes you gotta kick people around here, like uh, Rhodes who's not yeah, here. Yeah, I was just gonna say, yeah. Rhodes not here. Yeah, he's come here like two weeks in a row, right? And uh, he hasn't gotten on the show because it's like, you know, he comes here early and thinks he's gonna hustle his stuff, and it's like, no, we have a lot of stuff, and you can't be on those segments because you you're gonna sidetrack. Well, them. we had phone calls. Yeah, the and they're hard of to do. Weeks, yes. Yeah, yeah, people aren't in the studio and. It's harder to control, and Rhodes was going to be on at the end, and he had to leave both times. So it's like a few Rhodes, <laughs> yeah. And this week he's at some big event that I wasn't even going to talk about because it's Rhodes. But it I guess really it's Dave cool, Tree, though. yeah. Yeah, the event looked really. What interesting. is it? Do you know? I'm trying to. We'll pull. look it up. I think it's a sex show. Yeah, it's like something talking Sweet about Sweet Tree like, Inc. Human in Watertown. Look it up, Dave Tree's I think studio. It's an art show. Yeah. yeah, a group art show. Called the sex show. So check that out, and if you see uh, Rhodes getting a bunch of swag, make sure you tell him to bring it back here. I'd be interested to see what he gets from the show. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, there should be some pretty crazy things. He should send us some pictures. We're the Young Jerks. We're every Saturday at 6 p.m., usually right on time. Uh, we have some guests here. We should introduce them, or should we take a break and bring them back? What do you think? You want to build up the suspense? Yeah. yeah. We got two candidates running for office in... Uh, Actually, when we come out of the break, too, we're going to play, I think, a clip from a debate that he had. So, you know, basically we have Alex Mendez. I think people know who he is. He's running for Mass State Senate against uh, Mass State Senator John Keenan. Uh, he's from Quincy, and Keenan's a nutcase on marijuana. He's, he's been against decrim. He was against medical. 
He's against legal. He's not just someone who's against it either. He's like one of these people that's campaigned, and he said a lot of crazy shit. He's just he's crazy, John Keenan. He's reefer mad. It's all the same of the old crap. And uh, we have a young guy running against him as an independent, and we have a chance to unseat him. And it happened with Mike Conley and uh, Tim Toomey, and we hope it happens again. And uh, when we come back, we're going to hear the clip from Alex Mendez, who got a debate against uh, Senator John Keenan. And uh, it came up about question four, and we're going to hear, hear that clip and uh, then come back and talk to Alex. And we'll also talk to Aaron James running uh, for state set, uh, state rep against Denise Provo, or Provost, something like that, <laughs> uh, in Somerville, in Somerville, Massachusetts. We'll talk to both of them about their campaigns and uh, how they think they're going to do, and maybe after the campaign, and maybe take phone calls if you want to call in. You got a question for them? I have so, a question for a potential future state rep, something that you're interested in. Or a state senator, hopefully. No? Yeah. All right, so we'll be right back with the Young Jerks. WEMF. Question from Patrick Ronan. A question for Mr. Mendez. Mr. Mendez, uh, you've been a proponent for legalizing marijuana for recreational use, which would be a yes vote on ballot question number four on November 8th. It's been four years since voters approved the legalization of medical marijuana, and yet only eight dispensaries have opened. And the state's rollout of the program has been riddled with flaws and false starts. What makes you think the state, as it stands today, is currently equipped to handle this next step? Well, um, actually right now there is the public sentiment and there's a political sentiment, like people like Mr. Keenan next to me. Last week I attended a meeting where him, a couple police chiefs, and they went on a tirade describing the problems that may supposedly happen. They claimed that houses will start exploding, that kids are going to become addicted to heroin. It was absolutely ludicrous. What we need to do is dispel that notion that a, cannabis, a safe and healthy cannabis act, uh, industry will lead to heroin. We actually need to say that cannabis exists in Massachusetts and we need to look at it responsibly. My opponent has taken the stance to ignore it. He's supported, he actually didn't support anything. He's been completely ignoring on the issue. And I'm not pro-pot. Absolutely, I don't care what people do concerning cannabis or whatever. I'm anti-prohibition. Right now our laws say that a person can have up to an ounce of cannabis on them. But what we're ignoring is the actual economics and reality of it. Where are they getting it? Where are they getting it from? Are they getting it from a distributor who doesn't care about age? That right now is our issue. What I want to do is have a strong, healthy cannabis industry where we pay attention to where it's going and who's doing it with the tightest regulations. What we need is to be backed by policymakers, politicians, regulators. Right now, of course, the medical cannabis hasn't moved anywhere because men like John Keenan go with predetermined notions about the industry when it's actually a life-saving medicine. It can save people's lives, whether for anxiety, depression, um, even pain. What my opponent's done is he ignored the actual science of it, and he's actually speed bumped to actually making progress and ending the drug problems we have here in Massachusetts. I'm looking towards making a comprehensive drug policy that keeps people safe and allows freedom. Um, and right now, the way that we can address that we have a safe industry is with political leadership, the type of leadership that my opponent lacks and refuses to accept. So that's why we're left with such problems. But I look forward to 2006, making sure that thank we you, have the Mr. best Mendes. regulations in the state. Mr. Keenan, a response? Uh, thank you. I, I, I wasn't... Oh, you know what? Can you uh, keep playing that? I want to hear what uh, 
Keenan's responses. Mentioned I was pleased to speak at that and uh, to describe it as a tirade. Uh, he might have been in a different form. I thought it was a well presented. Uh, there's a lot of facts and figures. And, and I think Alex and I disagree on this. And I think Alex has some very good arguments uh, for his position to legalize marijuana. And I think I have some very good arguments uh, for my position not to legalize marijuana. He disagrees with me. He's shaking his head. Uh, no. <laughs> um, but in any event, let's assume that we have logical, reasonable arguments on each side of the question. That suggests to me that uh, what we should do is take a step back, let the state of Colorado do what they are doing, continue on with their process related, as it relates to the uh, legalization of marijuana, and learn from it. What's the big rush? Why don't we wait and see how it works in Colorado before we make a decision? Then we can make the informed decision that uh, should be made. And I spent four days out in Colorado, morning, noon, and night, uh, with pro-marijuana people, people who were, uh, were indicated what the struggles were, and learned an awful lot. And I'd be happy to talk about, uh, talk about that. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Keenan. Pro-marijuana people. Pro-marijuana people. Pro people. I got a rebuttal, too. Yeah. I'm, I'm so oh, you got a rebuttal. Let's keep, it, let's keep it going, Herbie. One drug, which is the most dangerous drug. Awesome, Herbie. We've tried everything to keep it down. But what we realize is the system of prohibition, which he supports, it's completely impotent. Right now, we need to address the reality. Um, and we've given it plenty of time. Right now, like I said, it's never been legalized. He's saying, wait, wait, wait. What we have done is waited, and we've given an honest attempt to keep cannabis illegal. And we realize time after time, it fails and fails and fails. Next, uh, Dave, we'll turn to you. That's it. All right. That was uh, John Keenan versus our guest here, Alex Mendez. Hello. Wow, uh, it's funny because he's like he says pro marijuana people, like yeah. we're just we're all pro marijuana. Yeah. It's like what are, you're pro prohibition. Yeah. You're pro locking people up. You're pro killing people. He about also marijuana. says it like he knows everything now because he spent those four days. He's like, well, you know, I I've seen it. Yeah, I've oh. seen it. I've touched I it. I know yeah. what their challenges yeah. are. Yeah. So let's wait. Like yeah. that. No. Let's wait. Wait and see Wait what for happens. What? Yeah, no, what happened? We've what? been waiting for 50 years, yeah. 100 years. Give me a break. Since whenever it got changed, I don't, you know, depending if you're looking at state or federal, it's been a while. It needs to be changed. Yeah, no, but uh, the week before this, I went to uh, a meeting that he was at and had the chief of police from Walpole. The one that goes, is that the one that goes to all the meetings? Yeah, police, uh, John Carmichael. Yeah. He, the guy who threatened uh, Rachel, uh, I thought it was a threat when he basically said, uh, you're filming me and this other woman at a public event, um, you know, and, and uh, that's illegal. It's wiretapping. It's a bunch of BS. He tried to scare her because she was asking tough questions to him. Yeah, no, that's what it was. And then she, uh, people in the meeting started getting really mean towards Rachel because she was at this one, too. Oh, and, she went to that one? Yeah, and it, it was, if anyone's ever seen the movie from... Uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas when yep. he goes to the... The D cop convention. To the cop convention. Because I got a little toasty before. Whatever. So I was like, I'm going to sneak in, like, not be a fly on the wall. No one's going to see me. I go in. Right when I walk in, it was all the police chiefs, Keenan and all that. And I was like, I'm just going to shake the hands, walk right through, sat down. It was ridiculous. They were just like, they're using the same tactics. They're trying to get kids hooked on uh, pot with candies. You can't tell the difference between these Swedish, uh, Swedish fish and Swedish fish with drugs on them. Yeah, that means kids the same old heroin. Pony show he does. And then, yeah. And then they tried um, going over people making a, what is it, 
the wax and stuff. And they were trying to make it seem as if pot becomes legal, houses were going to start exploding. And I was like, and they had people inside, like the older people that were there, absolutely horrified. Horrified. They showed people like covered in burns. And I'm like, that's not how that I mean, yeah, that's a terrible action. It can action, happen, but, but you, yeah, the less likelihood if it's regulated. It's also exactly. legality. It's, it's more likely to happen in someone's basement when it's totally unregulated exactly. is the truth mm-hmm. of it. People are going to be trying to make it themselves. They don't have access to this. They can't go, you know, to the local dispensary and easily access this thing that should be legal. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, they're buying this equipment, operating it in conditions that you pretty much have to like be a chemist to yeah. be able to do yeah. this correctly and, operate and prohibition this like uh, I, I think it's funny lately like, have you noticed too like they keep talking about uh the black market won't go down it will go up and it's like how how do your numbers add up if we're getting a hundred million dollars plus in this new market you don't think that's taking something out of the black market yeah they, they act uh, like because the black market will still exist in some degree in the beginning that that's like a reason not to do it well, it's like but and that that just shows you're you're like totally wrong on this. If you're arguing that the black market is a bad thing, uh, because no matter if it's a hundred million, fifty million, two hundred million, whatever the number is that we uh, create with this question four, that's going to win. Whatever that market is, whatever that taxable market is, that's hundred percent not going to the black market. That that number, and it's you know it creates an option for people that doesn't exist right now. It mm-hmm. just doesn't exist for most people. Most people, there is no choice but a black market. Even the medical patients, because who can afford it? Who can afford to go to these places on a regular basis? Uh, you got to be in the top 1%. And I got one little, uh, little troll, maggot, scumbag that keeps harassing me as a <laughs> medical patient because I'm still supposedly on the black market. If you haven't noticed scumbag troll, it's a gray market now, which means no one's getting prosecuted. No, there, there is no law breaking. If you read the law, it's really all protected. And uh, only like the 1% can really afford that on a regular basis. If you're a real patient and you really need medicine on a regular basis, it's a, it's a high cost that you know a lot of people can't afford. And when you look down on people that can't afford that cost on a regular basis, what kind of person are you? Right. You know, because I see people out there that look down on people for not going to to the dispensary as a medical patient. They can't afford it. Whose fault is that? Really? I mean, is that the patient's fault? Absolutely not. It's a. Uh, That's what some people do. Well, in one case, I guess it's maybe just different because it's about me. They're trying to make you know some find some way to be angry at me. I guess. Well, I think it's also hard when you actually look at the markets in California and Colorado. Um, if you travel to these states and you see what happens in the black market, their prices do completely go down. That's why people right. here want, want yeah, they and want especially to be like with that. our with with the you know with the medical, uh, you know, it was it seemed like a good law. I, I still think it was a good law in a lot of respects because uh, it really does protect patients, but. You know, the implementation hasn't been, you know, and it's really DPH that screwed, screwed the whole thing up. And, uh, you know, DPH needs to get their crap together. And I think they will. I think I'm hopeful that DPH will finally get their head out of their ass after this whole thing gets passed. When they realize they got some competition. Well, and I think they also have a lot of pressure getting put on them now. It's been, um, yeah. you know, the MPAA yeah. and what they're doing. And a lot of their roadblocks are going to be gone because now legal, it's like no one's going to worry about a lot of these things because legal's already there. 
617-500-7100 is our phone number. If you want to weigh in on anything that we've brought up so far today, the national stuff, the local stuff, the medical, the legal, uh, the candidates, we have Alex Mendez here running for Mass State Senate. So, Alex, uh, the debate, you, you got the big debate. Uh, did you get, like, what was kind of the reaction from the local community after the, uh, this debate? Um, so it was just us in a studio. Then it went to the public access, and now it's been online. And it's been going pretty well. He refuses to acknowledge that it even happens. He does, refuses to acknowledge that I'm even a candidate. And then uh, it went well for the first half of the debate. It was pretty... Uh, just skimming over things almost not a waste of time but whatever they asked about like the uh the standard stuff like that you go over right away just like the ballot questions question two question four they asked why i'm an independent they asked like my position as being a progressive and then that stuff was kind of just taking up air you know then we started going into campaign financing and oh you got him on that yeah, they, you went after the donations yeah, and, and then, the amount of out-of-state money they asked it they brought it up too didn't they yeah they did and it was good and then we went over and then he realized that i was able to the, the tides kind of turned where it was not so much that he was talking out of his ass it was more talking with heart on my side so it was like you're shitty let bad legislator so whatever then shitty's not a swear shitty's not not on the station okay um so then i kept just kind of going at him and at the end he was rattled if you want if anyone watches it go to uh mendezforsenate.com and you'll search around you'll find the debate and we have it on the young jerks too facebook facebook.com slash the young jerks j-u-r-k-s check it out on the young jerks and you'll see by the closing statements he's a little shook he is he's real shook and that's why he avoided having the debate until this week because if it came he out he's not promoting it the, the, no, the debate he's no. not putting it out on his facebook page like not you at all. <laughs> i mean that's the thing if yeah. he wasn't scared yeah. he would just say i yeah. kicked this kid's ass and he's nothing he's always wrong and then he would flaunt that but if he's hiding it it means that we did something right so, so. Where, where can people vote for you um all of quincy all of abington all of holbrook all of rockland and half of Braintree, the Braintree half, that's by uh, Weymouth. And the election's two weeks from now, right? It's uh, on a Tuesday. What is Tuesday. it, November 8th this year? Tuesday, November 8th. Can, so day. when they vote for president, they can vote for you for Mass State Senate. And you're uh, totally support legalization, medical marijuana. 100%. Where your opponent does not. He's campaigned against it. He's, he's the t- most reefer mad. He's the worst in the state on it. He probably, I, I, I think he's in... Besides he's like the, the leader. He's like one of the top two yeah, or three like scumbags on yeah, it. Yeah, besides, the, what's, his, what's his name? Uh, Senator Lewis? Is that the Yeah, yeah you got Jason Lewis. You got Monty Walsh. You got yeah. Baker. You know, the, these are the yeah. usual. John Keenan. It's like the usual clowns. There's yeah. like four or five of them. Yeah. And they're just clowns on it. And Keenan's one of them. Right? One hundred percent, and he and I missed the chance, but I wanted to ask him why cannabis should be illegal. Like, not even yeah. why why does prohibition make sense? Yeah, any t- sense t- ever? Uh, yeah, how, what what is it? You, like, know, you say I bet he would have said, kids, "We need that? to wait." Yeah. Yeah. That's, he would have said, "We need to wait." Wait for what? Yeah. If you're admitted that it's a good thing, why are we waiting? Like, I hate waiting yeah. for crap. Yeah. I want it now. Yeah. I don't what do people expect to happen in Colorado? Like are, is it just going to start burning down because cannabis has been legal, they, you know? They, they don't know. They're just in their minds. It's their last Did you see the commercial? 
Yeah, the, the anti. I, like, oh, I, I was like, "Is this real?" I could not believe it. It was like, uh, well, it looked like the onion. It was like, "This is an onion and commercial." It's getting this picked up by the stoner community yeah. too. And people love it. Viral. They think it's funny. It's yeah. like it's helping us actually. But I think that blew, blew up in their face. Like uh, there was a Globe story on it. How silly! How how much of a joke it was from uh, Yvonne Abraham. Her yeah. column was all about that. It, it's just repeating what I said on my Facebook as soon as I saw it. It's like it's comedy gold. And it helps us drive the vote because all of a sudden people see it. They're like, oh, my God, there's something to vote on here. This is hilarious. I'm voting yeah. against this commercial. Yeah. There's, there's, right? Am I right on that? Yeah. yeah. You the, 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 what was it poor little Kevin? Kevin. Kevin. He, he Kevin came out. Kevin looks like he's about 15. I was going like, say, they, they needed a guy with, like, a beard just to come out and yeah. just walk yeah. out. And everyone would be like, yeah, yeah, that's his bar. Let him yeah. do whatever he wants. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if they had some grandmother come out or some scumbag that was, like, 40, 50 years old, at least that would be a little more realistic. Yeah. Like, like, have one of the Wookiees that's, like, yeah. 50. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know. Like the Randy Quaid type character coming out yeah. of there. That's you know, that's what you expect to see. Not not yeah. Kevin who looks he's like he's Kevin. fifteen. God, yeah. this is a commercial. What's the name of the commercial? Do we? It's from the Safe and Healthy campaign. It's now on TV in Boston. They're playing this thing. It's hilarious. It hasn't aired that many times. I've seen it a couple times. I've seen our commercials for the campaign. Uh, to regulate marijuana like alcohol several times. I've seen, you know, different commercials. They play those you know, regularly. I've honestly only seen this anti-campaign uh, online. I've oh, only seen it get yeah. shared it's been online. On, I haven't I've, even seen the it The last couple television. days has come on a couple times. Mm. I've been watching. I've been keeping track. Along with local news. We're winning the airtime, definitely. Well, but, I'd hope so. You know, they put a, a lot of investment into um, going into the media and whatnot and getting their ads out, which I think was a very smart thing to do and do it this close, the last push. Um, so hopefully it works. You know? No, I think it's definitely going to work. I, I'm predicting a big win. Uh, what do you think? Do you think it will win Alex Mendez? I honest to God don't know. You mentioned earlier if you, Hillary's going to win Massachusetts, going around knocking door to door and knowing this, like, relatively intelligent people I know that say that they're voting for Trump. I have no idea about the presidential No, election. you might be right. She could lose that's here, but if she loses yeah. here, she's losing everywhere. Well, that's, that's that, what that, I'm saying. Your votes won't count anyways. Like, yeah, it's, it's... Like, if she's losing here, she's going to lose in all those other places. Yeah. That's then, what I'm saying. And then the uh, cannabis question, that's... And you're right. I mean, it's a lot closer than you would think of from Hillary and Trump this time yeah. in Massachusetts. Because, oh, cause, like, if you're... There are lots of Democrats, people like Keenan were more conservative they're going to vote against it but then they're republican and libertarian people who support trump who would uh support question two but then there are more the conservative criminal justice people that would support trump that would hate weed so it's completely i'm not sure about that i think i bet the trump people are 50 50 on on marijuana anyways uh i i think uh massachusetts I think we are going to win very big. Uh, question four. No matter what, I'm, I'm predicting a big win. I'm, I'm, I'm almost guaranteeing it. So I, 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 at least I'm going to say 58 to 62 percent. It passes. 58 to 62, somewhere. And, and the opposition might get 40 percent. They'll be. They're not going to break 40 though. I'm telling you, they'll, they're going to go high 30s, low 40s, and that's it. I mean, when you can't. Break fifty percent on a ballot, you know, in the opposition, you're you're not going to win, and yeah. and they're not they haven't broken. A couple of polls show they might be at fifty. I don't buy it. I think that any poll on these ballot questions, especially for legal weed, uh, we get a ten percent boost that isn't measured in the polls because they're looking at past elections and they don't really know. It's different than a, a other campaign uh, because so many non-voters just come out 
every four years for it. They're just coming out for these ballot questions. They're just coming out for legal weed. Yeah. And they don't know how to pull those numbers. And and again, on uh, how many people vote. If we have big turnout overall, we win. Yeah. And I think that even if it's Trump does better in Massachusetts than people think, that still indicates to me that turnout is big. Trump can't win without big turnout. No. He can't win. I think it's the it's you gotta college have, students turn out as well. That's going to po- go positive in our direction. That's right. Too. Young um, people. We we poll huge with young people for marijuana. And I think that's what hurt us. Uh, you know, the um, the last local election that happened uh, with getting, you know, a Republican in office and everything. Uh, I think that had to do with the young people yep, not young peop- turning out to vote that time. Um, and I think the, the young people. Uh, the, the young pe- person vote too for marijuana I think that it gets so often discounted because they want to party they want to get high and it's not that it's that the, the younger generation has suffered under prohibition they've seen the evils of it uh, the, the person that's 60 years old has no idea about prohibition they didn't really live under it they didn't they you know and I'm t- you know 60 or above let's say someone who's 80 90 years old they don't understand it they weren't there when, when they were kids, uh, if you got caught with a joint, you know, you might get a little spanking and that's it. There was no jail time. There was no, you know, just a different time. So that's why young people support it so much. They've seen the evils of prohibition. It's a life experience. That's why we changed our mind on it as a country. You know, it's because we decided prohibition again was of the plant was worse than the actual plant itself. And the plant turns out to actually have a lot of great, beneficial, huge, awesome things about it. You know, I've seen, like, older generations, though, my grandparents specifically, um, you know, they're older, they're in their 70s, and they were completely anti-marijuana raising me, like, very much instilled in me, um, like, basically disowned me for my own involvement in cannabis um, when I was, like, 16 to 18 years old, and were very upset by it, and now they voted for medical, and they're going to vote, vote for legal. legal. And that's a good point, too. And they're voting for Trump, And that's a good point. Yeah, they are. So they are. And that's a good point, too, is that... Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not being stereotypical. I know there's a yeah. lot of older people who support it too, and, and, and people have come along and changed their opinion. Exactly, I've which, seen them which completely happens. grow. Which and a lot of times, you know why that happens too, right? It's about their kids and the grandkids, and they see what happens with them, and they say, well, "Oh wow!" They watched what happened in Colorado and how it's positively helped Colorado, the tax revenue, and that's where my grandparents' mind are. They're looking at the taxes and how the money is going to come in and help everybody, and that's what they want. And so, you know, they were afraid everybody, you know, the youth, exactly what uh, all of these other people, the um, reefer mad guys harp on to, that the youth is going to be influenced to start using cannabis from a younger age. That was their The youth is influenced to sell marijuana in the schools. In your public high schools, John Keenan, what the hell are you doing about that? Yeah. They're they're encouraged to sell weed in the schools. That's what's happening right now. And who's going to stop that? Well, I'll tell you, a regulated mar- legal market where you're not sending adults to teenagers to buy their weed. Because yeah. that's what happens so often now. I, look at me. I'm always going to younger people for the marijuana. That's where where I have to go. That's like you know. And as I get older and older and older, you think that's changing? Not not unless guess what? Unless it's legal. And then I'll probably still be buying from younger kids because they're retail, right? I mean, this is what it is, a retail environment. But that's the way, you know, there'll be a boss at the top who's uh, checking IDs and, you know, they won't be some 17-year-old. Because that's so often what happens is that you have a 50-year-old person who can't find the cannabis and he's going to the high school kid or maybe his child to get it for them. That's crazy. That's what we don't want. 
and and uh, and we don't want kids driving around and uh brand new cars because they've been selling a lot of weed because you know what happens eventually they get ripped off they get jacked they get you know yeah. this violence does happen over this marijuana trade and what, what's keenan doing about it right alex he's a joke he's a joke one of what was really so funny about brain. the irony about it was when we were doing they were doing the debate i just kept my mouth shut no it wasn't a debate it was a neutral forum to discuss uh question two it was all, everyone was against it. They all, like, houses are going to blow up. Oh, it's question four, you mean? Question four, yeah. And they were like, houses are going to blow up. Uh, kids are all going to start using it. They're all going to all, or uh, not overdose, but have uh, schizophrenic panic attacks and have to go to the emergency rooms and all that. But then as he's doing all this, we were in Braintree Town Hall, and uh, right behind us, because Keenan tries to pretend he's the leader and ending the opiate thing. So what they have is end the stigma, end the stigma posters all oh over. Oh my god! And I'm just like, so end the stigma on Except heroin users. Marijuana. Yeah, don't end the stigma on, on cannabis use. users. And then the other one that I got a kick out of was uh, there was a big like like eagle that I don't know if it was the town motto or whatever, and it just said live and let live. And I was like, end the stigma, live and let live. And there's mixed messages. All of these guys just they don't live up to it completely against. So I was like, how, how can they be so oblivious? It was. Do you think they just don't give a shit? They, Honestly, do you think Keenan cares? Or do you zero. Think they have zero principles and no consistency in what they're saying. They were just told at some point, weed is bad, and they've never smoked how, it. How did, yeah. They don't deal with it. Yeah. They don't know any of the impacts. So their judgment is just weed is bad and they're scared of it. And they just make their judgments that everyone else should be really scared of it too. Where it's like, dude, smoke a J. You'll realize it's harmless and let's move on. Like that's, but yeah. That was how hard. did Keenan, uh, like in terms of after the debate, how did, did you have any personal interaction on the way out of uh, after, off mic? Anything? No, happened? but he called me up last night because he was angry that uh, I called him a liar because he called on my voting record. Because he's he, he's so he has playing nothing. old school politics. Yeah, yeah. he has. Oh, nothing. you haven't voted. You haven't been active enough. No, Is that, that what he said. That's to you? exactly what he was like. You haven't been going. How old are you? How old are you? you know? uh, Twenty eight. Yeah, I he, mean, you know. No, but he was like, you haven't gone to all the meetings that you'd expect to see a candidate at. And I'm like, dude, you're campaigning. That's why you go to them. I'm doing other stuff. I'm not yeah. going to try to entertain yeah. these people. I've been to your meetings. They're nothing. And yeah. then, uh, yeah, and then he called me up. And he, oh, yeah, because during the voting record, he was like, the way he phrased it made it seem like a lot worse. He's like, oh, the past 11 elections, you've only voted seven times. And then, like, when he said it, I was like, is he saying that I haven't voted, like, forever? Because in my math, I was like, at the 11, I haven't voted seven. But then, like, I did the math, I was like, dude, you're lying. Like, I voted much more than that. He's like, you didn't vote in the presidential election. I was like, dude, I did. You're a liar, blah, blah, blah. But then he called me up. He's like, I have the data that you did. I was like, well, send it over to me. I want to see what you have because there are actually two Alex Mendezes in our city. Yeah. And I was like, I want to see. He was like, it's from age and address. And I was like, dude, you're saying all this, but you still haven't just sent me the data. Just, just, just screenshot whatever you have, email me. I'll post it. I'll say I'm sorry, and that's it. But then you didn't want to send it. No, because and he was just angry, <laughs> and he called me up because uh, he was rattled and shook because I posted that online. I was like. He's not going to post any of this online that I even exist because if I did, it would discredit him completely because the last half hour of the debate, he just turned into a little mouse. Well, then people start thinking that they have options and well, he doesn't want He doesn't want, want any options. No, it's incumbent protection. Yeah. There's no option. Just vote for Keenan. Yeah, and, and that's it. But I think it's going to go different this year because 
uh, Fox 25 and whatever, they've spent lots of money to make people not like Hillary Clinton and Democrats. So, and people in Massachusetts don't want to be Republicans either. So when they see independent, they're just going to... You think so? Check it right uh, I mean, maybe, but I, I still... I, I'd say the odds are against you. You think so? Oh, definitely. I mean, I think you're running a good campaign, but uh, let me ask you, like, with Mike Conley, right? Yeah. Mike Conley, uh, I believe it was two years ago, ran against uh, Tim Toomey as an independent. I think he took, like, one out of four votes. Like, you know, he put up a good race, but he had really no chance in the end, even after that. Um, but then he came back two years later and ran as a Democrat Yeah. against the same Tim Toomey. Uh, you know, primaries are much harder in some respects to get on the ballot and to win. But at the same time, was do you, would you consider that? But I mean, for when Conley ran and lost as an independent, was there um, a Republican in the race? I'm not sure, actually. There, if there was a Republican, that may have yeah, set it, it up. May but have between, but right now it's Democrat. I mean, Keenan as a Democrat and me as an independent. Mm -hmm. And I've tried on every way to out Democrat him. Well, that's what I'm, I, I think and that a lot of people still, unfortunately, in Massachusetts, I think a lot of people just vote when they see the D. And they just say, that's the person I'm voting for. So let, let me ask you again that question. Uh, if, if, you, if, if you lose, would you consider coming back in two years and possibly running as a Democrat against them in the primary? I'm going to run as no, an actually, independent. Wait, how many years is it in Senate? It's two years. Is, is it two years in yeah. Senate? Oh. Yeah, but I'm... I'm I'm pretty confident we're gonna win. I'm I'm feeling. But if you like, say if you didn't, if, no. If we lose, then I'm just gonna get a job, get wherever and it move is, on. get a bunch of money, and then kick his ass the next time around. Oh, you would consider running against him again? Yeah, just because screw him. He's he's useless. He's a terrible representative. I think sometimes run, it might services. be better to run as a Democrat against him. Seriously, because yeah. there's now, it's been proven now that Democrats are looking for more progressive. They they see the issue in their own party. Yeah, and we're starting to see that. I mean, with Bernie, with Mike Conley, we're seeing that. I think uh, more progressives can win in the primaries against these guys. I think they have a better chance at it because... Can I... Yeah, uh, we're going to bring in Aaron James. Aaron James is also here. He's running for the uh, Mass Pirate Party in Somerville. What's up, Aaron? Unequivocally, no for me. Why is it guilty by association out on the streets, but when it comes to our politics, there's no guilty by association? Democrats, you just called Hillary corrupt earlier. State Democrats, National Democrats, they all work together. It's the same party. Again, I ask, how is it guilty by association on the streets, but when it comes to our politics, it's not? Because I don't think all Democrats are guilty. They're I not all corrupt, but it's bigger than that. I think that's too much to say that. The party is bigger than any one individual, Mike. It yeah, but you're saying you're saying because someone's in the Democratic Party that they're no, guilty? No, I'm not I calling. I mean, you know, I'm Hillary hasn't calling. even been convicted of anything, so but I mean, it's kind of... Paul, really you called her corrupt. I did. I, I think she's corrupt. Right. And I think a lot of the people in the I party think, are corrupt, but I don't think all... Uh, I think the, neither do I think all Republicans are corrupt. But I think the party's corrupt. No, absolutely not. But I do think the party's corrupting. Well, I, I agree. And the, during later in the interview, I said that even on the state level, we should at least try to embrace... That's three, most three, important. Three, three most or four. And I think, uh, unfortunately, the realistic part of this is I want to see people win, uh, win, the good people. And I think, like, Mike Conley shows... A blueprint that we can put you know someone can run as an independent one one time and uh, kind of get their name out there get known build up an infrastructure then go and challenge them in the primary in their own party and often beat them and, and especially right now where we have this progressive thing going on with uh, Bernie Sanders success I think it's very possible I think Bernie Sanders uh, this is what why he sold out to Hillary 
because he wants to see an, a real option here where we can start winning grassroots wins. And you know what? Guilt by association, Jamie Eldridge, the elected official who's a Democrat, uh, he's an ally. Like, I want to work with him. I want him on the show. Like, you know, some of these folks are not bad. No, yeah. I agree. I agree. So. And, and overall, I think right, we, I'm running against a semi-decent opponent who is very respectable in the community. She hasn't come out on question four. I still don't know. No, she, she did. She's. I thought she supported it. No, she did. She's. One I of, haven't heard that. No, I did. I saw the list. She's on the list. The campaign put out a list, and she signed on to it. Did she? Yep. Well, I'm glad to hear that she has. Yep. I haven't seen anything put out by her. Yeah, so I don't think she's been campaigning letter. on it, but I, I saw that. I'm pretty sure. I, I got, We should check that again, but that was one of the lists. When the campaign put out their list of elected officials, I'll pull it out. yeah, I'm glad to hear that. I really am, because I don't, because that, because when you come down at the end of the day, what this is about, what I don't feel like we've talked about a lot. There are thousands of people in our treatment centers, in our prisons, who are going to be put back out on the streets, and any sign of marijuana is going to throw them back in the prison or out on the streets from a treatment center. And we have got to understand that coming out of these situations, marijuana can be a help. It can be a benefit. It can be part of someone's personal recovery, and we've got to change that system. We've got. To be How would you do that? Like, if you were elected, what would you do? Well, would you pass the, a bill? Would you push a bill? For one it? of the first things I want to look at uh, possible incentives for businesses hiring folks out of prison or treatment. Um, so, in other words, there is a risk. We've got to admit, there's a risk. Someone might not show up to work. Someone might relapse with harder drugs, uh, and we can't, you know, pretend that risk doesn't exist. Uh, so we should compensate businesses who say, you know what, we're going to, GE's coming here. We've already given them incentives to move to Boston. Now, I, if I get elected, I'm going to reach out to them and say, I'd like a representative from your organization to come down to these homeless shelters, to come down to our treatment centers, interview these folks like you would anyone else, and consider them for your for occupation. These folks have talents and passions that are being left out on the streets, and we are losing productivity in our state because of it. Marijuana is not a setback for many folks. It is part of recovery. And we cannot be treating folks coming out of prison and treatment focused 100% on sobriety. It is about economic and personal productivity, and we're missing that part to our criminal justice system. So how would you change that, though, like uh, the, the whole testing um, for judicial? Would you? How, how would it change? I mean, right now it does happen. I know people end up going back to jail and probation for testing even for medical marijuana use, where they have a doctor's rack, it's, you know, still going back to jail because you tested in your pee for pot. You can, you can offer state legislation to change that. And you cannot be thrown out of a treatment center for marijuana. I mean, and, you know, unfortunately, some people are going to come back. A lot of them are privately Some owned. people are going to come back that marijuana is a problem for some people. That it could trigger them and maybe to, to go That's back. That's up to, to the drugs. individual to figure out. Yeah, I agree. No, I was just thinking, I was like, I wonder if that would actually be a, uh, a probation violation if question four passes. It would, I, I believe. I it would still be. Because yep. it's yep. not, but it's not a crime. But they also, you can't piss positive for alcohol. It could change, though. You don't like, know. alcohol would get you, um, yeah. if you show See, up to your thing drunk. I'm the problem is, I'm it pops these in your system for 30 yeah. days, and yeah. the alcohol, like, for I'm constantly thinking about the folks in our treatment centers and prisons tonight. They are the ones struggling. They are the ones who are going to be left behind in this supposedly booming economy here in Massachusetts. Thousands upon thousands of graduating college students. How can they compete with their applications? And uh, I'm constantly thinking about how we can get them two jobs, part of this uh, economy, 
and not three people a day were losing the opioid epidemic and drug overdose, overdoses. We can get that down. Every time you sit down to eat, if you're fortunate enough to have three meals a day, someone in this state is dying of a drug overdose. And it's not only their fault. Society is missing them. We can do better. 617-500-7100 is the number. That's uh, Aaron James running uh, for Mass State Rep for the Pirate Party in Massachusetts. You can vote for him in Somerville. And what general election competition do we have? That's another point that third parties bring. If Alex wasn't running, if I wasn't running, if we didn't have our third party candidates running, all we'd be talking about is the presidential election. We have yeah. most important to me, I think, and to most people in our state should be the growth of independent third-party movements how many oh how many people in the house of representatives are unchallenged incumbents <laughs> most in the here, majority. here in massachusetts yeah i mean for the state house yeah, yeah. not even a republican but, opponent but no because for the senate it's 65 percent unchallenged That's crazy two yeah. out of three yeah two out of three to have no challenger that doesn't includes republicans no republican yeah, it's, i it's, mean it's we don't even same. have a second party you know we talk about yeah. third party because they're all third they're all second parties like you know, any challenger is a second party. Yeah. They're not usually a third party. They're usually, let's be serious. So you guys are both second partiers in, yeah. in your in your spot. And that's unhealthy running. for any democracy. So when you talk about folks running independent and then learning that they've run better as a Democrat, that creates the one-party system. It's going to be tough yeah. to break through. But because of candidates like me and Alex, we can break through it and give us general election competition. Get ranked choice voting. Get ranked choice voting passed. They're going to do it up in Maine. They have a ballot initiative for that. We can get that done in Massachusetts. I hope if Alex wins and I win, I plan to introduce ranked choice voting legislation. It's probably not going to get far, but hopefully because of that, we can get a ballot initiative in 2018 and get this thing passed like we're going to pass medical uh, legal marijuana. That would be great. Uh, Let me ask you about some of the other ballot initiatives. Uh, the, The charter schools, question two. Where do you guys stand, yes or no? Would you vote to expand the charter cap in Massachusetts? My party put out an online poll. We're a party of the people, and the party came out against it. So I'm going to stand with the party against it in our online poll. I mean, is that how you rule on everything? Just you go by the the people? The ones with the party and the ones where I think are really kind of I'm gonna stand. It's a ballot question, and in, in my that, part, my that party how you seems do it with to every be. question, though. I mean, in, no, uh, not every question. I mean, what if what if We're the people are wrong? People. What if they said slavery is good? We're a party of the people, and uh, <laughs> on question two, it can go both ways. Yeah. I can see. I honestly am conflicted on that, but I do think that uh, my final say is going to go with the people on that. And one. why do you think that's a good vote? Like beyond, why do you think the people think it? Why why do you think it? Be against it. He's thinking. We'll, we'll, it's, we'll come it's back. It's one to that you. goes back. It's it's one. Look, look. We need to be focused on. We got to understand that people learn differently. That some people learn um, better hands-on. People visually, and that when you have a universal approach for anything, I'm talking about, you know, not having a universal approach for for recovery, where 100% sobriety maybe isn't the way to go for everyone. With education, being in the classroom isn't the way to go 100 100%. So we got to be opening up options in our education. And I, and I guess you can look at going forward as kind of a way it's more charter schools opening up more options. Um, but it's got to be universal options available to everyone. And uh, so I guess that's where I come down now against it. And so you're ultimately against it because uh, you don't feel like the options available to everyone. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yes. And 
I'm against it too. Like at this point, definitely. Alex, I think we've already said that, Bree, right, over and over again. Very against it. Yeah. Well, you're very against I it. I am very adamantly against I'm it. I'm torn, but I'm pretty much very against it too. I guess. It's just if it, if the wording was structured differently, um, I it would be a different conversation. But it's and, just how the bill and, is written. I don't. And I would like the conversation. I think uh, Aaron put it very well at the end. I was wondering where he's going. I'm like, you're against it, but now you're saying all these things that make it sound like you're I was for it. Too, but your yeah. last statement really was it. It's uh, it takes the conversation again uh, away from offering the best options to everyone. Like I, that's the problem I have with the charter schools right now is that we're expanding and adding and putting money into something that we know kids are going to get left out of. So what's your answer, Alex Mendez? I'm a no on question two. What was funny, though, was during the debate, I'm, I've always been no on question two, but when they asked me the question, the way the guy phrased it, I just screwed up, and I was like, unequivocally, yes. Oh, no. And then I went through the, and then I went through the whole thing on why I don't like it, and then um, I was like, but charter schools aren't the answer, whatever. And then Keenan, I saw, uh, like, he got happy, and his eyes lit up because Quincy has a lot of big teachers unions. Yeah. We have 19 public schools. He thought you were. And then he, like, oh, he got a big shit-eating grin, and he was like, oh. Like, felt like I got someone, this yeah. guy. And then he goes on, and then, uh, and then... During my rebuttal, I was like, yeah, so I really don't have anything to say because I completely agree with Keenan on this one, and we're both yeses. And he was like, I'm not a yes. I was like, oh, shit, I'm a no, too. I was like, I scratch all that. It was originally a no. It just came out the wrong way. And then, uh, but th that's so. Yeah, it's comedy. Yes. You're calling yourself out on it. Yeah, yeah. So, so You're not that seasoned, are you? Yeah, no, but I'm just, no, but it all. <laughs> You're like me. You say stuff you don't mean sometimes. I've learned to get better yeah, when I no, age. I don't do that as much because anymore. I, for some reason, You're nervous. No, you get nervous? No, for some reason. Not You're at all. based on it? No, just the way he asks. I thought he asks, um, yeah. are you against question two? And uh, I was like, yes, yes. I'm against it. But then I listened to the recording, and I was like, he said, yeah. are you in favor? So you misheard the question. Yeah, yeah. It was like, how are now, you, you You were wondering how you... You're like me. You're going back. You're like, how did I screw that up? And yeah. you realize that you just... It was that yeah. one part listening yeah, to the question I, I purposely and okay. i even said unequivocally because i was so sure that my answer was That's solid funny. and then i was like yeah. oh no screw, screw so anyways you're against question two we yeah, got that no, no on two <laughs> i feel bad for the chickens you know what i like about you is you're not hiding your food box chicken no i'm like keenan yeah. Keenan doesn't want the video out. No, he doesn't. <laughs> luckily, luckily though, we got the uh, video guy chopping it up right now, so it's going to be. Oh, you know, good. It's going to be in. Put a little ad out. Yeah, it'll be more little uh, the one minute, two minute things that people watch instead of a fifty minute video. Oh, six one seven five hundred seventy one hundred is the phone number again, right? I haven't been saying that a lot today. Yeah, I? the phones have been quiet. I know. Usually, I think it's after you're used to having the phone calls the last couple of weeks and. Yeah, and maybe. I'm in. maybe happy with that. I mean, we got people here. It's kind of a chill conversation. What what other ballot questions? Oh, the slots. The chickens. The, oh, the chickens. chickens. Yeah, Have you heard it? Do you know what that is? It's a it's a weird Some one. In uh, it's that they they not free range chickens, but they just want them cage free. No, they just want them to be like a bigger cage so that they can like turn around like right now they're like in a smaller shoebox thing and really and it's it, requirements for keeping. The so animals. it's not. It's just a little bit bigger. It's just a little bit because, right? If you think about it, the way we eat meat is awful. It's terrible. Like, imagine ordering a side of chicken wings 
and like a big plate of chicken wings, you just killed like seven chickens, right. like straight up right. dead seven chickens. Right. And we do that every day. Like, ugh. So, but, but are you a vegan? No, no, no. not at all. Um, but uh, what it is too is that they end up like pooping on each other, and like you can see how it's kind of unsafe. This is a family show. I don't yeah. know if I want to go there. Yeah. <laughs> and then it, it also, I think it's. I pick up poop all It's day, not just the chickens way. either. It goes across to pigs and calves for veal as mm. well. So it's just it's requirements Setting how, you're how much room you can have. Yeah. Well, I want to know though, like you know, because. The thing I can get worried about, I'm I'm probably gonna vote yes on this. Yeah, of course I am. I'm an animal lover, and I worry about, like you said, you know, the production and how inhumane it is, and you know, mass market meat. You know, I mean, that's what this is, and it's, it creates a lot of problems the way we get our food. Um, but are people gonna go to jail if they have too small of an area? What would happen to them? I. I I don't know. I mean, no, I, I think it what, I, fines. No, fines what ends up happening is that the prices and stuff go up for local stuff, but then I'm not sure what the laws are about importing Other states, it. states, yeah. So if Vermont, we're competing against. So yeah, so if Vermont wants to, they don't have a law like this. Yep. They can keep their prices low, and then we'd be getting Vermont eggs instead of Massachusetts eggs. Mm. But I don't even know where the heck our eggs come from, to be very honest with you. Yeah, I guess I, a lot of the argument against it or voting against it, um, like Alex just said, is just that it's going to really impact the prices. What about the agri is our local families. agricultural centers? Are they, like, they, you know, they, are, are they against it? Local agriculture advocates? I wonder. I, I honestly, God, am not sure, yeah. especially with the chickens. It uh, seems like it's going to pass big. I mean, if it passes, it passes. If I think I'm going to vote yes on it. Yeah, the National what Association of Egg Farmers <laughs> is against it. The Massachusetts Farm Bureau is against it mm. um, because there's Retailers Association of Massachusetts against it because of how it's going to impact prices. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of options. Well, how, how much space do they have? They have no space to turn around the chickens. Right now, it's really... Like, if you see a picture of it, yeah. it's you're like, maybe we should do something about that. Yeah. Like, I think I'm going to vote yes for it. I, I think it sends a message, too. Yeah, well, that's it. It at least draws awareness it says, on the You know what? We, we do care about how we're treating our animals, even the ones we're eating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it actually, it does um, affect even if the source is outside of Massachusetants. Oh, it? It's written into the law. Oh. So. Well, that would be interesting to see how that's enforced. It'll seriously well, impact. We'll, so we won't be able to get meat it'll, from it'll places? One dollar oh. an egg now? That's, that's yeah. going to be interesting. If the business owners know that the meat is coming from a place that's treating the animals in a way that doesn't abide by this law, then yeah, they're not allowed to. Wow. That will, that, that and that will, could change things nationally, too. I mean, when Massachusetts does something. It's a big state. It has an effect. In California, it went up. Big market. And the a dozen eggs went up to $6. When they did the same? Yeah. Is it still that price? Yeah. My girlfriend just told me right there. Wow. Via well, California, all the prices go up for everything. Everything, though. I mean, yeah, so just... who knows if that's about... I don't know. <laughs> you know, I, I, the other thing, too, though, is think that sometimes that's why, you know, if you look at uh, food costs, obviously, they've gone up as much as everything else. Inflation's gone up, but... Uh, Food is still relatively pretty damn cheap if you look at it. Like, you know, what you're paying for things. And sometimes it's artificially low because of the way, you know. It's subsidized the, by the government. Yeah, and the way that they're cutting corners, too, on the, on the, on the 
humanity of it all and yeah. the way they pay people and the way they treat these animals and certain yeah. things are cheap but produce is still really expensive and that's what a lot of the argument against this is how it's going to really impact lower income families um mm. trying to get produce to feed yeah. a family of four if you have multiple yeah. children i'm um, getting eggs to feed your family the yeah. amount of eggs that you go through if you have kids right. in a week is crazy so if you're paying six dollars for a dozen <sighs> eggs go through that in two days that's yeah. that's a lot of money and you can't afford you know to have fresh produce and fresh protein to feed your children if you're lower income so, so. you vote yes or no on that brie i'm say? still torn um because i'm torn. looking at the, animals wi- the people, people animals are people exactly <laughs> and the people, people who are too, right? supporting this who want it to be people. passed are all it's the mspca it's animal leagues it's the humane society which these are all really great groups but i think the argument for people in some ways i don't know it's hard I, still I think I like it. animals more than people, so I don't think <laughs> yeah, that'll be that <laughs> tough for me. No, but I, you know, but for except everyone. for poor people, I do like poor people. So I mean, that's <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, I don't want to hang out with poor people, but I like them. <laughs> what? You don't want anything bad to happen because you might get robbed or stabbed. All right, I'm gonna be Trump today, but you know, oh my no, I mean, you know, there's a risk when you hang out with people who are impoverished. You, you know, you never know if you're gonna get jacked. It's true. Let's be serious. Six one seven five hundred seventy one hundred. See, my charity stigma, only goes so far. Speaking. But my heart's with you. <laughs> if I had fifty bucks, I'd give it to you. <laughs> and you're I, gonna need it to go buy your eggs. And I now. do care about you. Believe me, <laughs> poor people, even the ones who are mean. But I like animals. I love animals. You have a thing for dogs. I have a thing for dogs. I really do. Thing. It's my weakness. It's a, a thing I like about dog walking is the dogs. The thing I don't like is the owners. <laughs> I like some of the owners, the owners, but you know, it, that could be the problem. But uh, we're the Young Jerks. We're every Saturday at 6 p.m. There's other ballot questions. There's another ballot question about uh, slot machines. Whether we should allow more slot licenses? Uh, no, I mean screw. It. I think it's just backed by pretty much like one guy who had the money to get it all together, and he's like, "I'll make a bunch of money," and it's like. I don't think he's going to make a bunch of money, but yeah. but maybe some. What do you think, Aaron? You didn't ask me about three. I like that one easier. <laughs> oh, you yeah. like the... No, I, I, don't think we, I don't think we need more slots. Um, but, but with three, one of the things with the economic impacts, let's get the minimum wage up to 15 an hour and let's get more people into the work. So you, will you support the farm animal ban? Yeah, the, uh, I will change. support it. Yeah, but we also get the minimum wage up and we... we you know, take note of some of these economic effects and try to get more people into better paying jobs, career jobs. I mean, they can afford the eggs like a uh, good majority of folks in Massachusetts could. Uh, so, with question, with question yeah. one, uh, let's, let's, let's get these three casinos up and running. And uh, we, I think we can wait on expanding slots, not that we never should again in the state. Uh, but we just, we're still in the process of building. So I get torn on that because I'm totally against gambling. I hate it. I really do. We I, don't I need think, more at this but, point. But again, it's like one of those things where if it's illegal, then <laughs> yeah. you have a black market. Yeah. And, and, you know, unfortunately, uh, but I just think that sometimes we're, you know, the government's relying way too much on it. They're advertising, promoting it way too much. Uh, gambling. And I hate it in some respects. And, but at the same time, I, I want to say, hey, someone tells me that we could create a few more good paying jobs that might be union jobs where people might get paid fifteen, twenty dollars an hour. And have benefits. And have benefits. Full time jobs. And in yeah. in a in a lowing you know, in an area that really needs the jobs, you know, not Beacon Hill. <laughs> you know. So I mean I'm i I've been against it and now I'm like, ah, oh, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I mean what do you, do you guys 
look at that, the job situation, that it would bring in jobs on the slots. Well, we, we still got three casinos that are still hiring as last time I checked. So, you know, we're still kind of building that market. It's not like we've totally shut it down. And, you know, so much you can do so fast. All right. We're the young jerks. Uh, we, I mean, we could go out, we, we could go out there with other questions. But how can people uh, support you, find out more about you guys? Give us your quick pitch and, and tell us why people should vote for you again. Uh, so voteaaronjames.org is our website. Uh, it has a Facebook link there as well. Uh, primary reason I decided to run for office is I realized no one was going to be running against my opponent in the general election. And uh, as I saw what was happening to Bernie Sanders at the national level, as I've followed politics throughout my childhood and my life and uh, personal uh, issues with um, uh, drugs and recovery throughout my life as well. Uh, so I bring those two sides of this, an interest in politics, first-hand experience in uh, the criminal justice system, uh, in recovery issues. Uh, I do not believe Democrats understand this issue. I do not believe Democrats should be the only party in control of our state legislator, and that not a whole lot is going to change until that changes. At the end of the day, vote, ha vote your conscience at the presidential level. Down ballot. Do not stick to your D's and consider your third-party candidates. Change that we need and demand depends on the growth of the independent and third-party movement. I'll be voting that way. I know that. Right. I will as well. And so it's voteaaronjames.org. Correct. And I'm Al Mendez, independent candidate for uh, the Norfolk Plymouth. The towns are Quincy, Abington, Rockland, Holbrook, Half a Braintree, and uh, Quincy um, and I'm here to bring a fresh perspective for a better future my opponent is a moderate who just kind of goes with the tide and uh, he doesn't bring anything towards the future when I debated him for about an hour he only talked about the past he never even mentioned the future and what he is he's part of a political problem he's an unchallenged incumbent Democrat so he's part of a problem where people's votes don't count he's part of a problem where party politics, local politics, and lobbyists control the outcome of elections. And what I like to offer as myself is a chance for your people's votes to matter and for people's votes to actually bring about a positive change. Um, so, <laughs> uh, so what I want to do is be a part of that change and help rejuvenate democracy and help bring a uh, perspective that's more modern and better equipped to navigate through the problems of not just today, but the problems of tomorrow. Um, so that's why I'm here, so we can bring change. Right now, 65% of the uh, Massachusetts State Senate is unchallenged incumbents, and the State House, is, I mean, the House of Representatives is going to be relatively the same. So what we'll see automatically before even one votes is that we're going to have the same exact legislature as we did for the past two years for the next two years. My chance and candidacy actually offers a chance to bring something new, something fresh into it, and make a better push for the future. So... That's something I'm really excited for. And just kicking the ass of some guy who thinks I'm a criminal because I smoke weed. That's a personal. That, that, that's something personal. But in the bigger picture, fresh perspective for a better future, not just for my district, but for all of Massachusetts. And it's Alex Mendez. Yep, it's uh, Alex Mendez. And the website is MendezForSenate.com. Mendez is M-E-N-D-E-Z. And if you'd like to reach me, reach me at MendezForSenate at gmail.com. And what I would really love to appreciate, if people want to hold signs for question four anywhere in Quincy or in the district, I can drive them out there. All I would ask is that if they're interested, I can talk with them. If they'd be interested in holding a sign for me, too. 
anytime. Uh, if they want to bring friends, we're going to have a cookout afterwards. So uh, just get as many people involved in the democratic process. If question four on de definitely, and uh, if support. they're around, they, I'd love for them to uh, help support me. I'd really appreciate it. So uh, I was waving to these guys because, like, uh, the whole time you were talking, right? My producers turned his back on the show. We have no idea. Like, I, I you know, I got to admit, I haven't been paying attention. I've been asking for phone calls all day, but Herb, maybe there were phone calls I missed that Herb didn't <laughs> wave on. Oh, maybe Herb hasn't been paying attention because I noticed most of the show he hasn't. He's been doing other stuff, opening doors, and then he's <laughs> talking to the next show. They're like chatting away, drinking up from a bottle. And Alex is speaking, and I just started waving, didn't I, Alex? I was yeah, like, I was wondering. I was like, like how long did it took me about thing you could have 30, done, Mike. 30 <laughs> seconds to get their attention? And they finally turn around, but I got the bottle. The bottle is here. It's some Jameson. Do you drink? All the time. Yeah, do you guys? Do you, no, you don't drink any. Do you drink? You, Aaron, you're in recovery, right? You're bringing up a touchy subject. That's <laughs> oh! <laughs> Tell us, because like, I mean, maybe I'm doing something wrong. Tell me if I well, am. One of my main points. You gotta uh, talk more on the mic. Re recovery is different for everyone. Uh, yeah. I went three and a half years without a sip of alcohol, and I didn't feel myself. Uh, I read something by Bruce Willis on smart recovery, and uh, I learned how you, you know you really are powerful over your addiction. And uh, so I have I have learned to socially drink, and I have drank since. And uh, so yes, the answer is to your question. I'm in recovery. I'm not in sobriety. Okay. <laughs> I think I'm in recovery, but not sobriety too. How about how about that? I think a lot of people are. I mean, I, going, have, I had alcohol issues. Going in I the treatment, a, going, and it could have been a lot worse. Going in the treatment does not mean you're never going to drink or smoke again. It yeah. does not have to mean that. Well, it means it, I think it, make I, some changes. I, I think sometimes there's different levels of uh, addiction too, like and yep. with different people and and. Like, my, my problems were younger, and I don't think I ever became a full-blown alcoholic, but I had some issues, and uh, I learned to socially drink and, and know my limits. That's basically what it is for me, and my limits are very small. I keep them low. I keep myself to them now, I, you know. And you know, some people, it's like... I like it for the taste. Go a year without drinking. Doesn't mean exactly. you never have to drink again. Exactly. You, you, you throw I can them do with year. forever, yep. and they're, they're like, nope. Yep. I think it's so important what you're saying too. You know, I watched both of my parents go through recovery, um, and I think that if they weren't as stigmatized about it and Pretty were actually allowed to, uh, especially with marijuana, you know, for a lot of addicts, it's very you can't, you know, in recovery you can't that, be smoking yeah. and whatnot. And I think it really could have helped my father. Yeah. Like, but now there are going to be other people who say, you know, I got an uncle I think of too that you know. They could never have one drink again. And some mm -hmm. people are like that. And maybe they are like that. Maybe that, I mean, I don't want to discount that because I know people out there might be listening and say, those jerks, like yeah. they're not. <laughs> no, we know there are people out there like that, that like they really can't have another drink. And that's why I was wondering about you. I, it was like, did I offend you? Did I put you in an awkward position? I'm sorry. But okay, cool. And I'm glad we hear that we can hear uh, some different opinions about addiction because there does seem to be that kind of one AA thinking like there's only one way straight and narrow and that's it I, and personally i know many people i'm sorry and that's even kind of ridiculous because it's, you know here people smoke cigarettes at aa meetings coffee yeah coffee, coffee. and and if you're really into aa a lot of them end up giving up the coffees and the cigarettes okay great you conquered your addiction but they're not the same it's also the they're not i mean they're not good for you you know cigarettes are really bad for you and they really are highly addictive but they don't damage you in the same way that alcohol or heroin does exactly you know, the heroin and alcohol are so much more uh 
immediate and sad in some ways. And, and I know lung cancer people are going to come out and say, how dare you? My father died. I know it's horrible, lung cancer death. But it's just not the same type and of addiction. It's real just quick, not. And real quickly, they treat it, they treat it like all these drugs like they're the same. That's my problem with addiction. Right. And understand the mentality too. When you're in that mentality, and let's say you relapse and smoke a little bit of pot, yeah. And next thing you know, you're at the bar chugging away on vodka yeah. or whatever because you relapsed. It's over. You're gonna go on your binge. That and can then, happen. The self hatred that you yeah. get right. from being conditioned the, to think it's that not, way. It's, it's not. It's not. It's not about the substances. It's about. You, are you, Getting up for work? Are you being a productive member of society? Are, are you pursuing your passions? And that needs to be the focus know, of folks right. entering treatment. Well, in isn't that the issue so much, too? There's like, a lot like, of mis like You can fix there. the addiction issue, but can you fix the. the I mean, we, I, I de- I, everyone deals with it. Don't you yeah. deal with that in life? Yeah. Doesn't everyone deal with that? The, finding your purpose. You, finding purpose, yeah. feeling content, feeling not miserable and depressed. And yeah. I mean, that that's. A lot of the reason people become addicts, right? Yep. Well, we're dealing with big stuff here. <laughs> we're getting deep. Yeah. <laughs> so these two guys are running for office. We can have these kind of conversations. I like it. Vote AaronJames.org. Uh, if you want to help support, vote for Aaron uh, on Tuesday, November 8th uh, for state rep in Massachusetts. I'm not telling you how to vote, but I would vote for him. Uh, also, Alex Mendez. It's MendezForSenate.com. <laughs> Uh, you can vote for him in Quincy. I know that. Woo! Some other cities and towns on the social. Look him up. He's a good candidate. You should uh, support him. You can join him. He's, he's waving signs. He's having cookouts. Yep. So check it out. Uh, I want to thank you guys for coming in today. Of course. No, thank you for having us. Thank you, Mike. I'm, I'm excited. In two weeks and then uh, the world changes. We're going to be smoking weed when Donald Trump is driving down military trucks down our you think streets. So? <laughs> you think Trump's going to win? I, dude, I have no idea. I know, I have no idea, but I think Hillary's still going to win. It's She's expected to win. All the money's on her. Yeah. Let's, I think the only reason, I think that Donald Trump is there for Hillary Clinton to win. That's the only way she could win. They set it up. Yeah, right? <laughs> that conspiracy theory, come on. It seems so real And if you look at the world right now. But uh, I hear voices in the background, too. I don't know what the hell's going on around There's here. We got another show coming in. Really quick, though, there are a couple of things I wanted to plug that are coming up. Um, first, because we're talking about the election, people who want to volunteer uh, to help the Question 4 campaign, yes. uh, you can email info at regulatemass.org um, so that you can volunteer for them. Uh, they have a ton of different, uh, sorry, .com, info at regulatemass.com yeah. uh, so that you can um, Volunteer. They send out lists. You can sign up for what you'd like to volunteer for. You can also uh, phone bank from home. Um, they'll give you the instructions to do that uh, so that you don't even have to leave your house. And then there's also this Monday. Um, and you can get uh, bumper stickers and all that stuff from them, too. You can get lawn signs. signs. Uh, they have T-shirts Hit that the funds go. If you get a T-shirt, the funds go to the campaign. Uh, so really great ways that you can support them. And then coming up um, on October 24th. So I believe that's... Yeah, this Monday, um, there is a really important uh, meeting happening at Boston City Hall at 6 p.m. on the fifth floor in the Ionella Chamber. Um, and it's an event that is specifically uh, to talk to the city council uh, community hearing about demanding racial equity uh, looking forward to legalization. Um, and to I make worry sure about this, you know that? It's it's a huge issue. No, no, I, be- I worry about that. Uh, <sighs> supporting this too that the same even though i've been wanting it like i get worried when government gets involved in it and i get worried when they have to pick the winners and losers 
and especially when it's already very difficult to open these places. We've seen how hard it is. And now you're giving them another hurdle to find someone who's uh, black or uh, Hispanic or a woman to leave. I mean, it seems like a great idea. The affirmative action it's model difficult. is what I think it, it yeah. would be. But it just makes it more difficult to but open the these is, places. I get not, very concerned about this. If you're this. not having these conversations at the government level, though, you're not going to We should have a debate happening. about this. <laughs> you know, I know there is that point, too. But, you know, and I also say, uh, if you're going to do that, what about uh, money? Like, okay, so you found a black person that has money. They can get the, they're the one person. Let's give them the dispensary permit. Let's give them the right. I would rather see it be uh, based on income. Well, I think. You it, know, like, let's let's have some real equity. The barriers readjustment. Let's have a real, lower. you know, let's have, let's pick someone from the hood. Let's give it a Jamal Crawford out in Roxbury. Let's, do you know what I'm saying? Like, like, it seems like to me, the bigger thing that I have, the bigger concern about who runs these dispensaries and these recreational marijuana is it's the money. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it's so highly regulated that the only people that can afford it are the big money people. And uh, unfortunately, you know, I want to see that the community that fought for it have a little more or have a chance to even open a co-op, you know? Well, you need to come and say this I on know, Monday. Right? <laughs> the maybe some, maybe someone will say it for me. Well, I think that's you know, a big part the, of me and Alex. Occupy marijuana. That's what I want to see. I mean, I want to see extended to, you know, uh, income too. You know, there's income inequality and... <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a firm supporter, you know that, of uh, racial justice. I believe that uh, I do have a white privilege, a white male privilege, totally. I believe, I didn't always, I fought against it, and I, and I you know, and I know I'm wrong on that. I think that uh, there definitely are benefits to being a white male in this society. Um, they're not as much as they used to be. In some respects, we lose out sometimes because, you know, people are trying to make up for it, and I totally get it, and I think it's a good thing, actually, because... It needs to be made up for. There's a lot of uh, making up to still do. So, you know, I just worry about marijuana dispensaries being so hard to open that we're going to throw another roadblock well, in the way. Hopefully, and that's the... We should have this conversation maybe next week or the week after. We yeah, should after, try to get both sides to Well, and hopefully a it. lot of people turn up to voice their opinions and their concerns, too, because they also want to talk about... You can talk about um, the problems that you've seen in the medical marijuana program and how you want to avoid that looking ahead towards legalization, getting dispensaries open, how you don't want to have these hurdles that you're talking about, Mike. Like These are the things that people need to be saying at this meeting so that we can have this running smoother and also have it open to all yeah. people to be able to and participate good that the, in this market. The, the, the city council president, uh, Michelle Wu, mm-hmm. is behind this, so you know that She's they're great, checking yeah. it out. Um, there's also, uh, I want to say, Dig Boston. I don't think it's online yet, but it's coming up. Uh, it's out in print right now. There's a story... Uh, oh, I wish I had the name of it in front of me, but it, it's basically a rewind of uh, a lot of the marijuana coverage, uh, the initiative, but, you know, the medical marijuana, the legalization, all the coverage they've done over the last three years. A lot of it's, you know, my, written by myself and Andy Goss and Chris Carone. Uh People should definitely check it out. I, I like it. It looks good. Oh, and the big thing High on, Road Revisited. Yeah, High Road Revisited. And uh, it shows that we've been, you know, right all, all along and covering it. We're the only ones that really have been covering it the way that we've been covering it. And uh, my buddy, the king of pot, uh, Michael Malta, who I'm holding his pin right now, uh, he's permanently, you know, in there. You see his picture. Uh, he's in, you know, one of the recaps and the stories. I'm just happy that he's part of it because I think a lot of people forget or didn't know, and there's so many new people in this uh, marijuana reform community now that weren't here even like three years ago when he was here. He passed away in 2013, and uh, in two weeks, 
when we win question four when i see it on tv i'm going to be saying his name i'm going to be saying thank you klp thank you michael malta because uh you know he was a large part of it he was fighting for it year after year and a lot of us remember and and it's good to see dick boston remembers they put his picture in there they're you know as much as we're taking credit myself and dick boston taking credit for the coverage uh KLP is also getting the you know the credit and uh, it's well deserved. No one else in the media is gonna remember Michael Malta, and they should. And that's you know just shows you the media doesn't really cover the real stories. They don't really they have no memory of what actually happened over the last three or four years. They're all, they're just going to the you know whoever the Johnny Come Latelys are. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of those. But that's a again. That's a subject for another day. We could get nasty. We're we're, we're trying to have a good show today, right? <laughs> I started. Well, I started. You know, hitting off on Hillary. So that was controversial. And then I hit against. Uh, uh, I think it's Shalene's. I'm friends with Shalene too. It's her initiative a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Would you think I'd support? But I do support it. But you know, I'm I'm concerned. And then uh, now, what am I going after now on the way out? I don't even know. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> just puppies. Freaking puppies. They're looking too cute. Uh, how the people, world. they're not remembering. People don't remember all of the, yeah, the years. There's of too work. many new people. <laughs> <laughs> We're too goddamn successful. <laughs> too many new people. There's too much there. competition to my magnificence. No, you know, I, I'm glad. Like, actually, you know, I was thinking about that. I got to about Michael Malta, you know, because even as not, not that long ago, medical marijuana, even, you know, decrim too but you know medical marijuana when the initiative was going around it was just the campaign the official people in the campaign and like michael malter and me that would show up at these things and like debate these people and like you know protest them and and you know uh what do you call them ambush them <laughs> i ambushed kevin sabat at one of them and i know exactly what uh alex was saying earlier about you know it feels like uh you know, when you're going in, it's like just like uh, Hunter S. Thompson described it going in the cop convention in Las yeah. Vegas. It's what it feels like a lot of these opposition events. Yeah. And they say they're educational. They're totally campaign events. This, it, it, and, it, and they boo and heckle you when you, you know, stand up and ask a real question. That's what happened to me. And it was just KLP in me. And uh, what's really nice now is I don't get to go because I'm busy. I got too much to do. I can't do that type of work anymore. And I got to write. I got to do other things. And, uh, Michael's not here anymore, but there are people there. And it's, you know, people like Rachel, and it's a lot of new people. Other, you know, every single event, there was someone there. There, was, there were people there. They were asking questions. Some of them had just been raided. The, you know, we talked about the woman who they took five plants. She was there, one of them. You know, they've been challenged every step of the way. And some of the debates we've been seeing that the audience knew more than the moderators. They were like bringing up things and thinking they were really smart and saying, oh, let us get to this. We haven't got, and they, the, the moderators you could see didn't know that their audience knew more about these subjects than they did. That's a good sign. We're going to win this. Guarantee it. And it's going to be a large part to Michael Malta, the camp hot. And uh, I'm just glad I knew him and I still miss him every single friggin' day. Mm -hmm. So uh, well, we'll just leave it on that, right? We got New Year's That's program coming up. What, what's on the New Year's, you know, Herbie? Progressive rock? Music coming up. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And I also see who's the other guy over here. He's got uh, the bird, the bird man, Nikki, the bird man, yep. is coming up too. Nikki's rock and roll circus coming after the prog show. 
Wow, so there's a lot going on here. Saturday nights, baby. Saturday nights. You Rock can keep roll. it here at WEMF Radio. And I got some Jamisons in front of me, so I took a sip of that, just for the taste of it. I got a little Jimmy, too. Nothing, you did, too? Nothing cool. wrong. That's nothing it. Wrong. Just a taste. And uh, we're out of here. We'll see you next week, 6 p.m. Young Jerks. <laughs> You are now listening to the sound of Johnny Buffalo, DJ Hershey, W-E-M-F.